Take a look around from the Limp Biscuit album Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. I know why you want to hate me, because that's all the world's even seen lately. I'm looking around. Hot Dog Flavored Water is a great flavor for water. It's a sneaky no, one. Just so you know, it, that album is code for buttholes and pussy juice. Like Chocolate Starfish, your butthole, ooh. and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. That's what it's for. Okay. So, okay, yeah. so, Yeah misread that situation i was i just said i enjoyed hot dog flavored water maybe i don't maybe i don't you thought somebody was buying like a chocolate starfish from like a pet store and then boiling up some weenies for dinner i'm i like candy and i'm thinking like oh someone's got chocolate flavored starfish and water that you like propel you know but it tastes like hot dogs instead of like berries you're so young and innocent (laughs) What do you got? A, you got a year uh, on me? <laughs> he, he's so young. He's so pure. He's so he's so good. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, in uh, big news, uh, we didn't talk about the last episode, but this episode, I am not calling in from a bunker in Afghanistan that I'm hiding out at. I got a microphone. I got the same mic that Pat has. So now that yep. we can actually sound like a proper podcast, not some bunker hideout setup. Now we sound like each other's equals. Yeah, it, it does sound quite lovely. And the interview will be much the same as well later on, uh, for those wondering. But um, before we get to this week's guest, just a couple of comments on uh, last week's interview. Uh, Kazmir Kaskasul was our guest. Great interview. Uh, a lot of things that uh, he talked about from the YouTube perspective that I thought enlightened both Pat and I, and hopefully you listening as well. The one thing that I found very, very tough, and, and I'm sure Pat can relate to this as well, is that pro athletes, specifically in, in hockey, are trained and cracked with a whip religiously. Don't give anybody anything as far as intel goes. Hey, what's it like being an emergency goalie? You know, while you're filming yourself for YouTube, you get that, yeah, you know, we're trying to get pucks in deep. We're trying to work hard. We're always following the rules. You know, I love my team. I love this. I love that. And man, it's hard. Like last week, Pat and I, we were trying to crack that nut and it was tough. Yeah, we enjoy, we do enjoy cracking nuts. And I was, it, there, it gets to times you're just, you want to be on YouTube and just say, yeah, right now I have some beef with my teammate, and I'm thinking about fighting him. But he can't say that, which, understandably. When there is six figures on the check on the 1st and 15th, you're probably going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that, that can squash a beef real fast. Yeah. Money talks, bullshit walks, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, I, I got a question for you. So after the podcast last week, we talked about Casimir uh, and his wife, Wendy, want me to babysit their kid when yep. we hang out. And... His wife followed me on Instagram the other day, and now I'm I'm in the middle of a rock and a hard place because I don't know, like, do I follow her back out of, like, common courtesy? Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to be the babysitter, but, like, do I also not follow her back because I don't want Casper thinking, oh, here we go, yep. Trav's trying to hit on my wife. Like, wh- wh- where do I fall in line here? I don't know. That's, a sticky, that's a sticky situation. Sounded bad. That sounded bad. I, I don't mean that. I don't. <laughs> I don't want it to be. I want to be respectful. I don't want to be respectful. Yeah. No. Not sticky. I don't. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't follow her back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just avoid following her back. Don't want to give him the wrong idea. Uh, but you should. You should. Uh, Facebook re- friend request her. I was thinking MySpace or LinkedIn. LinkedIn's more. Oh yes, definitely more professional. LinkedIn is a good space for that babysitting but i did see on tiktok the other day that linkedin is the new place to try to slide in to try to you know grease somebody else for an extra date or you know hey you're looking really good since you got that new job would love to take you out to dinner and talk some stocks and professional things yeah business (laughs) 
What did you major in? I'm uh, starting this web design. I'd love to take you out to dinner and talk some design and web you up with my webs. <laughs> what are you studying? This dick. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Before uh, yeah, this got uh, took a twist. Casmer's <laughs> never. For, I'm telling everybody right now. Casmer's never coming on this podcast ever again after that last week's uh, debacle. Yeah, we took some heat because uh, we named it COVID masks. People took that name and I guess didn't really look into the episode, didn't listen and see that we were just talking about how they're annoying on the ice, health purposes and other reasons, and didn't really care to listen to us. And they just thought we were like anti-maskers, anti-COVID, and we're terrible people, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck them. Yeah, the picture that a lot of people in Facebook forums and Reddit painted was uh, Pat and I walking to a Walgreens, middle fingers in the air with a big American flag, America. Just swinging it. Fuck you, we ain't wearing, yeah, swinging it around. Slanging it. it around in slanging a biscuit around. And yeah, we're not wearing no masks in the store, but that is farther from the truth than you probably believe. We don't like wearing masks on the ice. We want to play the game. Yeah. You want me to wear it in Walgreens? No problem. We'll pick up our pharmacy prescription with a mask on. Not a problem. Yeah, this Facebook forum thing is a, is a new, I'm not really in that world. I think it's a big goalie thing. Uh, you apparently get a lot of hate in Facebook forums. I, I told Pat this the other day. Nickelback is probably the most hated band in the world. No doubt about it. I, I personally enjoy Nickelback. I like God a couple damn, of songs. They make glorious music. Their music is, is porn to my ears. It's Far Away. Come on. Who doesn't enjoy Rockstar. Far Away? Rockstar. Far Away for far What's too the, long. Oh, oh, you hit that too. <laughs> Yeah, did, did, I got that. Did yeah. That. What's the other? They've had a few. Dude, they have an un, they have an unlimited animals. List of hits. Burn it to the ground. Something, something in about your remind mouth. me. Was there a remind me of something in there? Nickel, nickel photograph. Man? Photograph. Look at this graph. You'll make me laugh. How you remind me? That's a good song too. Yeah. I, I own all the C. I'm looking at the CDs right now. I have them on my wall. I, I own all the Nickelback CDs. Point being though, the most hated band of all time is great. But one of the records, All the Right Reasons, sold 30 million copies. And every time this band comes to town in Winnipeg, the concert is yeah. sold out. So people among us are lying. Somebody is going on the Facebook machine and being like, I hate Nickelback. But they went and bought three tickets front row and a VIP pass yep. to the concert. It's a bandwagon. People love to hate whatever is popping. They hop on the train because they can't think for themselves. They're little bird-brained fucks. Uh, yeah, a lot of people attacking Casimir after last week's episode, saying Casimir is an absolute scumbag for associating with Trav and Pat. What's wrong with you guys? Dude, pish so posh. remember I didn't uh, – I told you I haven't gotten any of that yet. After I hung up the phone, I got my first comment on a TikTok clip that I posted. Someone said, um, not pairing up with Trav, crying emoji. And I was like, you got beef with Trav? I have mixed emotions about him, but I know a lot of goalies don't like him. They just – is it just a trend? Hey, if you love me, if you hate me, I got equal love for everybody, man. I, I, I got nothing but love, whether you love me or you hate me. I told him people love to hate. That was my that was what I said back to him. You know, Coward. on that topic, let's uh, l- let's change things up. Enough about me. I, I think people have had enough about yeah, me for I'm one episode. We got a great guest coming on later today. Yeah, I, I know you got a co-host with me. Yeah. Jeremy Rupke, How to Hockey is our guest today, shedding a lot of light on building a following Turning YouTube into a full-time gig is a great conversation we had with him. Pat has some also some great stories of the ladies. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. But uh, unless you've been living under a rock, the uh, news of Pat's, I guess, former head coach, because he's no longer with Maine, yep. Coach Red uh, passed away this week. Uh, Pat, you want to take it away on that one? Yeah, it's definitely something I wanted to touch on 
further, a sudden uh, sad death. I mean, death death is a death is a weird one because it just, especially when it's not like they're not sick. You know, you don't see it coming. And he was young too; he was only sixty three years old. Even though, um, I don't know, some young kids might think sixty three is old, but sixty three is pretty. It's too young to die. Um, but there's such a there's such a unique like relationship with a player and coach over the years and like a a lot of times it can be hard to separate the coach from the human which in my first i'd say probably like a couple years at maine it's like i kind of struggled with doing so because you know maybe i'm not getting the playing time i wanted and it's hard because you to uh separate that and then as i was growing older i kind of dropped in realized like you know this isn't a personal attack on me. This is, this is someone doing what in his mind is best for the team that he's trying to coach and win games with, you know? And so I, I had that perspective. And once I started doing that, I allowed myself to have more of a personal relationship with him and got to know him better in that way. And especially even, uh, so like my back two years, uh, I'd say my junior, senior year, I had a more of a, personal level relationship with him and especially as i started doing my youtube he felt like he got to know me more through that and one of the things i'm most grateful for red and like obviously he has his accomplishments in hockey but i think that aside my thing i'm most grateful for um was him allowing me to do the youtube during college like because obviously i'm representing Maine. you know i'm wearing a Maine hoodie right now i'm all my videos, the life of college hockey player, I play for you, man. And I'm representing him. And I was very, I was very me in the video. I didn't hold back. I, um, what I, I swore I was very making jokes, very sarcastic. And I, a lot, like we said in before, um, hockey has that, you know, supposed to be that generic guy doing like the right thing all the time, being a robot essentially. But he allowed me, he gave me a space to be myself and, grow as a human and allow me to do that means more than anything that he could have done hockey wise for me. And I think you could relate to that in a way, but I got to actually thank him for doing so. Um, I think the last time I saw him, which was cool because a lot of times you don't get the chance to say that to someone before they die. You kind of you know, everyone says it after you th- start thinking back and you say all these nice things about what someone did for you. But I was happy I got the chance to say that to him um, before before he passed away, sadly. Was there a uh, was there a cause of death, a heart attack or something? Or I think so. Not positive. Yeah, because usually when they say somebody passed away suddenly, I know it's usually suicide, but I know he's a, he was a larger guy. He's an older guy. Yeah, and- no, it, was, it definitely wasn't that. He was on a golf course and he collapsed. As for him as a human um he's just he's one of those guys that kind of always went out of his way to show that he cared about you as the person not just the hockey player you know and i thought that was cool he called me and ed uh home and ug which is an old old joke from like the, (laughs) the old days like home and ugly homely and ugly so when i'm sitting there and I hear him call us at, I'm like, this guy's calling me ugly. Like what the fuck? So I, I give him a, all right, whatever fug. 
And he, so he took this and loved it. Starts cracking up. He's like, ah, oh, fucking ugly. Love it. We're the Lee brothers. So every day my senior year, he would come in, <laughs> come into the locker room and sit in between me and Ed and be like, the Lee brothers. So that was like his big ongoing joke that he would do. But he, you know, he would always try to go out of his way to do stuff like that and try to make that relationship that had nothing to do with hockey with a with a player and i thought i thought that was cool of him you know making that effort mm-hmm. so rest in peace to uh coach red and, and based on what you're saying it seems like he passed away doing something he loved on the golf course for sure for sure he may not have been at the rink but yeah no he he definitely he clearly loved coaching he loved hockey and helping teaching kids that was clearly his passion so it was if there's one thing he wants you to be doing is you know, moving on, living your best life, living your fullest life, and uh, transitioning onto a more happy thing. Pat has a good story. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat's been well, a, little, so, you know, a little bit promiscuous <laughs> lately. This is such a weird jump. I was just talking so serious. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is what Coach would want. All right, Coach wants it. Coach would want this. Move from his seriously talking about him to this because he would like he would enjoy the story. We'll just look at that. I'm telling him the story. I was out in Minnesota filming some videos with some friends, and it was one night. I'm ripping through Tinder, obviously. Like, when you go anywhere new, you rip through the tinned. Struck uh, struck some luck. The watering hole, step one. You will, COVID makes that tough, the local watering hole. You should, I, I find it makes everybody a little bit friskier, just, just a little well, bit more promiscuous. Oh, oh, you mean on Tinder? Yeah, because everybody's yeah. a little more desperate. I thought you they meant, now. like, going to the local watering hole, like the bar. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Tinder okay. is the watering hole. That's where you go for a yeah. you know, quench your thirst. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, for sure. So yeah. I, I struck some luck. I got this this one and it was late night. I was chatting and I hit her up and I said, yo, want to hang? And she said, sorry, I'm looking for more serious things right now. A few days go by, say a half week. It's my birthday. I'm going. I'm going. I post some bullshit on my story. Whatever. I was, I was a little buzzed. I posted some nonsense on my Snapchat story. And apparently she accidentally screenshotted it. I didn't see a notification. I didn't. I wasn't even looking. Uh, so she chats me and goes, "Oh my god, sorry, I didn't mean to screenshot that." And I'm like, "Yo, come over." <laughs> so, uh, like, and she said yes. And then she uh, she was like, "Wait, but I." Uh, she goes, "Oh, I have a hot tub here." I'm like, "Yo, I'll go there." Hot tub. How great does that sound? Late night hot tub. Road game. No pressure at all. No pressure to win. Right. So I go over there and I'm going. Whatever. We hit the hot tub. I see, I note on my on the way in, she has a cat. And I'm like, oh, okay. So sometimes I'm allergic to cats. Sometimes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm allergic to cats. Uh, just note that. I noted that. Told her. Long then, hair, short hair, medium hair? Um, Is like, a pretty fluffy cat? Oh, I thought you meant her. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, that too. <laughs> so the cat was a small one. Apparently, it's still like a kitten. She's like, yeah, you're not okay. supposed to get allergies to kittens. We started, whatever, we're doing everything. Doing business. Doing some, yeah, some business. And I start getting a runny nose and sneezing and eyes are pouring out. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I kept, you know, hold on, I got to go blow my nose quick. <laughs> you know, a little step out, step back in. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I have to leave. I can't, I can't stay here. Uh, I'm allergic to your cat. I have to leave. I now know that if a girl has a cat, there's your solution to post nut syndrome. I'm allergic to cats. I have to leave. You know what would help with that? What's that? 
some great underwear from the folks at sheathunderwear.com. You're damn right. Listen, folks. Sheath underwear will not fix your sneezing pussy problem because if I told you if it did, we could be open to a lawsuit. We don't want that. We're not getting paid a lot of money for these ads. We'd like to keep cash in our pockets. But what I can tell you is every time you sink your ass into a pair of sheath underwear, you're going to be feeling great. You're going to have some amazing materials. They're going to make you feel cool in the summertime, yep. comfy in the wintertime. If you live in Alaska, I think it's winter there all year round, so you're good to go no matter what. I've heard that. If you're that. down in Texas, you'll be cool as well. I heard if you wear sheath underwear while you know, you're doing the business, you're doing some sex, that even if you do have an allergic reaction to a cat, it makes you comfortable body-wise. So even if your head is uncomfortable, your balls and your junk and your ass, your glutes will be comfortable and uh, you can live that live throughout the night. It's funny you mention that because actually, so sheath has what they call a like a pouch. It's like a mm. it's like a compartment for your nuts and your dick. Okay, right? and they sit in this pouch, so they're separated from your leg. You know, like when you're working out and you know, yeah. long day at work, everything's sticking together, and you gotta like you gotta like slick it off. Yeah, right? that's tough sometimes. So Ooh, they have for this sure. pouch. The one thing that I found with this pouch, it also works as a great hole. So you know, one of the things oh, that I love about doing right the business there. with clothes on. Yeah, exactly. See, oh. the thing about doing the business with your clothes on, it's like. It's like playing an acoustic guitar. It's the same fun that you've had with the electric guitar, but just stripped down a little bit more simple. Less warming up, less doing, less, less foreplay, if you will. You just grab the guitar and you play. Yeah, you just strum it. You just, yeah. you, know, you don't have to plug in anything. It's unplugged. And here's the deal, folks. You're going to go to sheathunderwear.com and you're going to use the promo code biscuit69. Not like a Tim Horton shitty breakfast sandwich biscuit. You're going to use biscuit. Limp Biscuit, B I Z K I T, the number 69. Biscuit 69. Go to sheathunderwear.com. You talked about Dwayne The Rock Johnson the other week? Yep, totally. We talked, we chat a lot, me and him. So to recap, basically, uh, Pat's verified on Instagram. And if you're verified, you get that big, obnoxious blue check mark. It's very nice when you're trying to impress people and get people's attention. And Pat leaves a comment on The Rock's photo, yeah. gets a reply. You're, you're, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to make it seem like The Rock only replied to me because of my check mark and not me as a person. He, he, I, The Rock likes me. The Rock saw me and said, this guy seems really cool. I'm going to reply to him. It had nothing to do with my check mark. Just want to point that out there. That's why we talked and we're friends. I took a little bit of inspiration from this, and I said to Pat on episode one, I'm going to start commenting on NHL goalies' pictures and try to get you know, a little bit of attention like a, hey, man. Good to see you're doing well. I miss you. We got to catch up. We got to grab a bite. Grab for some lunch. A nibble. Yeah. Yeah. Let's catch yeah. up. I, I really miss you. You know, you know, like when basic Brunch. white girls are like, oh, I miss you so much, baby. You look so cute. Let's catch yep. up some time. Lunch. Let's do some like, liner. Yes, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> lunch, dinner. No yeah. lunch. <laughs> Sleep late. So I've been leaving these comments left and right. Elvis Merzlikens, uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, Keith Kincaid, you name it. I'm leaving a comment everywhere. And I'm getting likes. I'm getting 10, 25, 50, 100 likes every time I leave a comment on somebody's Instagram post. But nothing coming back. No follows, no messages, no, not even a reply, yeah. not even a like from that individual. Dale Weiss, Montreal Canadian, Boston Bruin killer, former Vancouver Canuck, New York Ranger, Chicago Blackhawk, Philadelphia Flyer. Yep. I leave a comment on... Uh, on uh, one of Dale's comments, and I say, hey, buddy, good to see you're doing well, man. we got to catch up sometime. I miss you. Here's the thing. I actually know Dale Weiss. He used to light me up in the summers when I was 16 years old. I just fished pucks out of the back of my net for fun. So what does he do? He follows me, 
and drops me a DM right away. Hey, buddy, good to see you're doing well, man. Miss you, blah, blah, blah. So we end up catching up, Dale and I. Oh, look at that. Good to see that he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Out of all the effort I put into these uh, flares on Instagram, it's good to know that Dale Weiss cares. Nobody else cared. Hey. But Dale Weiss does care. You're welcome for you rekindling that relationship with Dale. He told me some very interesting stories once upon a time with John Tortorella when he was with the Rangers. Oh, not a podcast yes. topic. We <laughs> might have to get Dale on a pot. Hey, hey, oh, maybe he could tell them. Let's post this to Instagram and see if Dale Weiss will come on the podcast. Dale, remember when you used to just pump pucks past me? This is one time Dale went high glove me and he blew my glove off of my hand that's and the glove a, went in the net. That's embarrassing, up. Trav. Keep keep that to yourself. How old were you? <laughs> I was I was sixteen. Uh, turning, uh, no, I was fifteen, turning sixteen. Okay, sorry. that's somewhat of an excuse. You were young, a little brittle, a little weak. You know what, Dale? If you want to make it up to me, you could come on our podcast sometime. We'd love to have you as a guest to talk about the uh, Milan Lucic incident, Ooh, John Tortorella. Let's do that. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I remember skating with Dale, and I was like, "Man, Dale is so fucking nasty." I remember when he snizzed on Andres Lindback in 2014, Tampa Bay. Game one of overtime or game two, one or the other. And he just snizzed, Snizzer. sent them to the second round against Boston. Slang the biscuit, if you will. He's, he slung the biscuit top shelf. Dale, come on our podcast. We need you. We'd love to have you. Uh, I think you need to shoot a little higher, like uh, with these, you know, celebrities that you're calling. So, like, I is a hockey player a celebrity? Not really. Um, I just don't, don't want to brag, but, like, obviously me and The Rock, we chat and whatnot. He's a celebrity, you know. Low-hanging fruit. I'm trying to get the low-hanging fruit here, okay? I feel like they're even almost they're almost less likely to reply. They'd- I even left a comment on Jeremy Swayman's post. The guy has less than 10,000 followers on his first NHL win. I left a comment. Hey, buddy, because I've talked to him before on Instagram DMs. I saw that. Would love to have you on the podcast. Let's let's catch up. I even tagged Pat. I, Did yeah. I get a reply? Dude, he nope. ignored my text. He he He's just, like, too cool for school now. Can we start a campaign... That says Jeremy Swayman thinks he's better than us. Can, can we start that? Is that too premature? No, let's get it out there. After this, he ignored me. He ignored you. Let's start putting it out there. Swayman thinks he's better than us. Folks, if you're listening at home, I just want to let you know, Jeremy Swayman almost broke an NHL record for most saves in an NHL debut or an NHL victory. But he's not better than us. But he's a shit guy because he doesn't want to reply to my DMs and Pat's messages to come on our podcast. I don't care if you're better at hockey than us. You're not better than us. Right? He actually, he, he has appeared on a podcast that was actually chirping me this week, believe it or not. Wait, he was on it? Yes, he was on a podcast that was chirping me. Oh, he week. didn't chirp, though. No, no, he, he was on the podcast okay. that was chirping me. Uh, so, did I tell you, did I talk about the podcast? No, I haven't. Just quick, when we have Sway, before we move on from Sway, I have beef with the Bruins, really, really big beef with the Bruins, because they made a post of him drinking water bottle and said Sway hydrated. It's not fucking sway hydrated. It's Shea hydrated. It's my thing. I hydrate. He doesn't. I know for a fact he doesn't hydrate. I've seen him. He doesn't. I do. Shower beers. And it's sway. You can say the sway way. Sway may. Sway is good in May. A. Lay by the bay with sway. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but not sway hydrated. It's Shea hydrated. Just want to clear that, clear the air. And if the Bruins have a problem, then we can, we can discuss and we can... So, dear Boston Bruins PR staff, as uh, Pat's friend and the uh, PR manager of this podcast, you better lawyer up. We're coming yep. after you. Guns are blazing, guns drawn, and uh, we will be taking you to the cleaners for a couple bucks. That's so, right. Uh, square up. I'll give them the the two. I don't even need the one. I was gonna say I'll give them the one two, but I don't even need it. I'll just give them the two. Fucking bury them. 
podcast. Okay. So they're a goalie-based podcast. They're they're quote-unquote goalie expertise oh, podcast, sure. right? Yes. Okay. Never, never played the game. You, you punch the names of these guys in on Elite Prospects, no results found. Yeah, you're Very common expert. theme here. Now, I want to say one thing. I'm a fan of this podcast. I enjoy their podcast because they bring on NHL-quality goaltenders on a regular basis, coaches, and there's a lot of really good information. However, one of the hosts big-dogged me not once, twice, two summers in a row in Nanaimo, right, comes around, tells me how important his podcast is, how big his website is, all these big, th- I got this guest, I got that guest, blah, 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 blah. I got to deal with CCM, I got to deal with Bauer, I got the new CCM stuff, I got the new Bauer stuff. Not one time did he even acknowledge that I existed in this conversation, just cared about himself. I respect the work that they're doing because it's, they have NHL guests on. NHL guests don't come on because they feel bad for you. Well, unless, except for us. One of the other co-hosts threatened to sue me uh, about eight years ago because uh, I referenced um, some information about Jonathan Quick's strapping. The way he straps his pads, I, they wrote an article about his strapping, and I used it for something I was posting. And the guy is just blowing me up. I'm going to sue your ass. I'm going to sue your ass because you didn't credit me properly. Do I appreciate the guy big wheeling me? No. Do I appreciate the other guy threatened to sue me? No. So I appreciate that they went on the podcast this week and said, Trav doesn't know how to wear his pads properly. That's annoying. Figure it out. That I found it interesting. Yo, I love how we're having a podcast beef right now with beefing another podcast. That's fucking clutch. Yeah, if, if you want to start a podcast and you want to get big, you got to beef everybody off the bat. Just start yep. just slinging rocks at everybody. Speaking of, if you do want to start a podcast, that brings us to our next sponsor. All right. Thanks to Anchor for being the second sponsor of this video. We got a guest you're absolutely going to love. I, I, he doesn't need an introduction. Just here's our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today needs no introduction. When I tell you the king of the hockey community, you probably know exactly who I'm talking about. Give it up for the original social media influencer before social media influencers were even a thing. <laughs> the one and the only Coach Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. Welcome. This is our first real deal YouTuber guest. We've never had one of these before. Yeah, uh, we only had – we had like a – Half YouTuber, half NHL goalie, not quite as big of a deal. Yeah, I've seen that he's been making YouTube videos. It's pretty sweet to see, uh, you know, he's he's got two jobs, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess entry-level NHL contract, you got to make a little on the side. We had to change our last title because of uh, Cash. He uh, he wasn't too fond of the title and the attention he was getting. What did you have before? Was the previous? Oh, I guess, are you allowed to say? Is it banned? Yeah, well, we were talking about... Um, <laughs> But like we're doing like a mass talk, like a COVID mass talk, and just talking about like how like on the ice, like when you're skating around, we're not big fans of wearing the masks on the ice. It was just on the ice. So so in in big bold uh, letters it says anti masker. <laughs> that was <laughs> the title is COVID's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. Yeah, we got some people were getting upset. <laughs> Our podcast was ending up in a couple of Facebook groups yeah. and they were going off on, on Pat and I for being anti-maskers. Mm-hmm. And I called Pat and I was like, if they listen to the podcast, we said we, we wear masks. We don't have a problem with that. Yeah, is, this, is this your first time on the internet? People never read the actual uh, article. No. It's You read the title and then you go to the comment <laughs> section and you blast people. That's how <laughs> things work around here. No, it's, it's cool to see though. It's nice. Uh, that's the thing about YouTube. It's uh, the same reason why I started it. It's not to make money. It was just to share something that you love. And, you know, he's clear, he clearly loves goaltending and he wants to, you know, have a personality and be out there online and attract fans and, you know, that sort of thing. Or just, 
just uh, hang out kind of with people online and share something you love. So that's, you know, it's, he's doing it for the right reasons. It's cool. You, you just made a great comment and that was actually going to lead into our first question. How did you, how did you do it? Like how, like we rewind a couple of years back, you know, seven, eight, ten years ago yeah. with all due respect, you're an absolute nobody. From what I've been told from inside sources, you were trying to be a police officer and then <laughs> wow, all, all of a sudden, I know I've done my research. I, I, I know dirt. <laughs> I can find dirt if I want to. And, uh, you pick up a video camera, you start making videos, like, like take me through, take us through that process. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I was, uh, I, I liked hockey. I liked coaching. Um, I was making some websites on the side. It was kind of like a side hustle thing while I was, uh, working at a, uh, hotel as a security guard and I'd gone to college for police foundations. I was going to, um, you know, apply to become a police officer and, uh, yeah, just making, making some money on the side through some websites, just like, I don't know. My mom was a dog breed. I won't go into too much detail, but, uh, you know, kind of just like building websites for people. Um, a little bit of a side hustle there. And I was looking for coaching websites or hockey websites, and there just wasn't a really good one. Uh, there was like, you know, an article here, an article there, something like outdated. It looked like it was uh, made when the Internet first was invented. And I was like, man, this stuff is all like so outdated, uh, hard to understand. So I figured, you know, I'll, ma I'll make a website. Um then I want to embed some videos and I'm looking for videos to embed like for my articles because it's hard to explain in words how to take a slap shot. So I find this video, you know, how to take a slap shot. Oh, great. It's on YouTube. I'll just embed it in the website. We're good to go. And it's some dude in like California on a tennis court and he's got this like vintage Ducks jersey. He's holding the stick wrong. He's like, well, you know, it's kind of like swinging a baseball bat. And I'm just like, it's, it's nothing like swinging a baseball bat. So then I'm like, yeah, I got to make my own videos. And I made a few. People like them. Uh, I kept on making them, and then here we are. So right away, when you started doing it, were they these videos getting attention on YouTube, or was it? Or take a bit of time before it started really getting some traction. Yeah, I mean, in my uh, in my mind, I thought they were doing great, but looking back, they probably had like a thousand views in the first like six months. But I'm like, whoa, look at all those views, man! Because like, <laughs> I wasn't really trying to reach a million people. I was just trying right. to help some hockey players out. So I'm like, I just helped a thousand people learn how to take a slap shot and there was like you know comments of people asking more stuff so i just love that that whole uh you know community vibe and i was you know promoting them as well I, like i joined different forums and uh if anyone needed help i'd be like oh yeah i just made this video or i would make a video specifically for a person if they're asking a question i'd go out and shoot one and drop it in there next day hey i made this video for you check it out see see if this helps one of the things that I, i'm sure you get this question a million times like like I, I would pay good money to see your dms to see how often this comes through but a lot of kids see what you're doing. They yeah. see Jerry. Jeremy's turned a full-time income out of you know filming himself playing hockey in a sense. Mm -hmm. They want to do the you know kids want to do the reviews. They want to do their stick tricks, and they want to know how do you do it. So as you being the first person, at least to my knowledge, if, if somebody else knows somebody before you, please come forward. Yeah. But to my knowledge, you are the first person to ever be making YouTube videos in the hockey community in, in the hockey setting and turn it into a full-time income. How did you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say that that's pretty fair. It was uh, me, uh, Chris from Hockey Tutorial, and uh, Jeremy Weiss was also making videos back in those days. Pavel Barber came a bit later. Um, but yeah, there, there weren't too many. I think that's kind of what helped was no one else was doing it. So, you know, you didn't really have much competition as long as the videos were decent. You, you, <laughs> you could find people easily. Um, I did have a lot of people asking, like you're talking about the DMs, uh, kids would say, hey, can I get a shout out? Because, you know, all that it takes is one shout out. Now you're you got a million followers. Right. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, the, the the honest answer is you just got to love what you're doing and just make make something that you like. You know, people want a secret and a trick and uh, it's just, you know, make videos that you think are awesome, that you feel proud sharing. And chances are there's going to be other people that love the same thing you love and they'll share it too. You and I both know that YouTube doesn't pay the greatest just on ads alone. You, right. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're taking this as a hobby to a side mm-hmm. hustle and then that transition to a full-time income. How do you take that side hustle that maybe a lot of people, you know, maybe a kid's doing stick trick videos, maybe he's doing reviews. He uh, has a side hustle that he hasn't quite cultivated to a full-time. Like how did you flip that to, okay, now this is my full-time thing. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Okay. So it's really just about following opportunities. And uh, when I started, I just had no intention of making money at all. Like I, I didn't want to, there was, there was, that wasn't, so it, it wasn't um, a struggle for me because I just didn't expect to make anything. So it was easy to create content because I, I expected nothing in return. Um, but then as opportunities came up, then I started to say, oh, I, maybe I could make a little bit here. And to be honest, like when I first started, I, I, I didn't want to make money off that site because I was already making money off my, some other websites. And I was like, you know what? I just want to keep hockey as like a, a passion project and not turn it into like I have to do it to, to make money so it doesn't like taint anything then everything could come from like my, my true like passion and love of the game. Um, and I tried doing that for a while, but then I realized that it's almost keeping me from creating because if I, I have these opportunities to make some money um, and I wasn't taking them, well then I have to work this other job, which keeps me away from making videos. So there was a, a point where I said, you know what, I'm going to take these opportunities. I'm going to try to go full on at it. And then, um, and see if I can do it. Basically, it started with, I, I mean, the opportunities now are different than the opportunities that I took. So a kid starting right now, um, it might not be the same path. But for me, I started with the website. I was doing reviews of hockey products. I contacted hockeyshot.com. I was like, hey, if you guys send me some of your products, I'm going to make these videos. Um, you know, and, and they said, sure. They sent me a bunch of products. Their sales uh, started doing better. And they're like, hey, we can pay you a commission like for um for reviews and stuff like that like it was an affiliate program so i signed up for that uh and then they wanted to advertise on my website as well and i was like well okay i guess i can do that so it was you know through advertising on a website which a lot of it's kind of like that a vintage way of doing things now people just want to make money on tiktok right right? yeah a little Um, different now yeah instagram didn't exist uh when i first started and uh it makes me feel old but that's funny (laughs) that was like 10 years ago Right. Uh, Instagram only got popular within the last five, six years. Anyways. Yeah, for sure. So it's a, anyways, um, so yeah, I, I started with that. Uh, I had advertising, but only hockey related advertising on my website. Uh, YouTube didn't pay anything when I was making those videos. Eventually they, they came out with mm-hmm. the ability to, um, you can monetize your videos. I didn't monetize mine to start. Um, I don't know. I, I, once I decided to do a full time thing, that's when I said, all right, I'm going to you know, charge money for advertising stuff on Instagram. Um, I'm going to monetize my YouTube videos and I'll try to make some coin for, like in other opportunities I see. Right. Around. So it's it so pretty you, much just like 10 different things all at once. So you were actually doing it before YouTube even monetized videos or gave yeah. that option. Yeah, which right. is why I had no intention of ever making right. it too, because it just wasn't possible anyways. How many years in where you looked at it and were like, oh, this is now I can make this a full time job. I think it was probably around five years in I, I'd been doing it. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but we'll we'll say 2015 or something. I just started to uh, decided to start a second channel and um, you make more entertaining stuff. I, entertainment right. does better than uh, than teaching. So teaching uh-huh. was kind of like passion. I left that on the How to Hockey channel, 
And then I did more like uh, videos that had the potential to go viral on my Coach Jeremy channel, uh, where you know I could yeah. make some coin off the views. I was actually going to ask that because I, I was looking back and I noticed you started the two channels pretty like early on. You started the second channel and that was more because you wanted to separate teaching from entertainment. Yeah. So the second channel, I originally started to do just reviews because I didn't want to flood my how to hockey channel with reviews of products. Right. Um, it was some other like uh, thing that kind of fizzled out. And then I, I kind of just left it there. Um, you know, like I said, I was following opportunities. I was testing things uh, that didn't work. So I just left the channel. It was originally called, I think, Hockey Review HQ, which is oh. supposed to be all hockey reviews, which actually Travis, uh, <laughs> he got involved with that uh, a little bit later on a website, trying different opportunities, seeing what works. Anyway, so I left it and then I decided to monetize my YouTube channel. I didn't want to monetize How to Hockey with all like the training videos. Um, I found the ads annoying at the time and I didn't want to uh, annoy my fans. I just wanted to learn how to play hockey. So then I monetized the Coach Jeremy channel, um, and I renamed it to Coach Jeremy. Uh, I think Trav's back in here. He, can, you, can you guys hear me? Oh, there you yeah, yeah, Okay. There. I was first telling Jeremy I forgot to pay my electrical bill and my Wi-Fi bill, so that was part of the problem. I had to top <laughs> it up between the intermissions there. I'll, so, I'll PayPal you some, uh, some like 50 bucks so you can uh, pay oh. it. You know, keep the content coming. <laughs> first off, that, that gives me a three-party here. One – when I was writing reviews for Hockey HQ, how long did it take before you fired my ass? I don't think I really fired you. It's just I forgot to keep doing it, sort of thing. So. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's been two years. I'm still waiting for that paycheck there, coach. Oh, do I still owe you money? <laughs> no, no, no. We're screwed up. We're screwed up. <laughs> I know that sometimes you would send me an invoice. Um, so for anyone not familiar, I I decided to turn the website, uh, Hockey Review HQ, into a website. And the idea was to have a community of people reviewing products. So they're all this like open and honest like nothing really um, paid, I guess. But I was paying the people just to write a review about a product. Uh, it was, it didn't work. But yeah, I, I had Trav doing some reviews of like goalie equipment and stuff. It was pretty cool. It was fun, little gig, but- What a mistake uh, that was. I needed someone who could, uh, you know, I just wanted to experience people writing about hockey equipment to, to help the, the community find, you know, what's good and what's not. But you know, when you hired me for, for uh, writing for the website, it kind of reminded me of when I got hired to work at Best Buy. I'm not yeah. kidding you. My girlfriend and I at the time, we walked into a Best Buy to buy a printer and they had like a hiring sign. She said, oh, you should get a part time job. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah. And I said, OK, you know, just, you know, I'm sure, you know, happy wife, happy life. So I'm going to go. I'm going to apply for a job. Right. And I apply for the job. They bring me in for an interview. And in my mind, I'm like, I do not want to work at Best Buy. So what do I do? I show up in shorts, T-shirt <laughs> and flip flops to the job interview. Just for I the job. Guys, like, you want to work here? I said, yeah, sure. He's like, you're hired. You start tomorrow. You want noon or you want the 3 p.m. shift? That's a true story. <laughs> oh, nice, man. So how long did your job last? I got fired after about six weeks. <laughs> Missed opportunity for them. There's a reason I got fired, but maybe we should keep that for off the pot. I don't know if Coach yeah. wants to be affiliated with this one. Yeah, yeah like maybe. It's after hours. We'll carry this conversation out after the interview. But also, one, one serious question I did want to clarify. If you're a stick trick guy or a reviewer, yeah. Yeah. I can't start an Instagram account today and be making thousands of dollars a month with all the endorsements tomorrow. That's not possible? That's what you're saying? You know, unless your first three videos are just ultra viral, like it possible, but not plausible. The thing with hockey is that it's it's niche. Right. So whatever you create, you you're already limiting yourself to people who like hockey, which is not as much as any other sport in the world, basically. Right. Like you're going to have better luck with basketball trick shots, soccer trick shots. Um, I mean, so hockey is lower on the list, um, you know, followed by maybe water, water polo. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's a top five, I'd say, but your audience is limited. So 
anything within that, then you're doing trick shots that are hockey related. You're, you know, there, there is a, a bit of a limitation. So you just have to be either really, really good and creative like Zach Bell. He's doing creative stuff. He's reaching outside the hockey uh, realm every once in a while. He'll drop a video that, you know, you don't have to like hockey to enjoy what he did or to appreciate what sure. he did. Is there a way for you to get him to uh, ask him to reply to one of my texts? I got about, uh, if you look at our text conversations, about nine messages delivered, 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 delivered. To, to be honest, I think that's like anyone, like uh, myself, Nasher, Barber, and uh, Zach. It's like it, it's the same thing. If the if you don't re- if you don't see a response within the day, you basically have to send another one until like there because it gets buried. Is it yeah, a big it dogging thing? Are you big dogging, or is it more of like a, you're just busy? No, yeah, it's just that like I've got like thirty things that are all in my mind that I need to accomplish, and I can only do one of them at once. Right. And I'll see the message. Right. I'll see the message yeah. and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I got to get back to them. But then I start doing something else. And then like four days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that message. And then I go to respond. But I open my phone and right. there's like an email of something else. I'm like, oh, and I get taken down this rabbit hole until five days later. I'm like, oh, yeah, Trav. And, yeah, <laughs> I relate to so, that. <laughs> so what <laughs> you're saying month. is every squirrel does find a nut eventually. Like we were able to get you in the podcast. You know, I'll, I'll get a DM of like uh, someone asking me to to wish their kid a happy birthday. And then I'll see it like a month later because they sent me some other like response or message. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, sorry. I didn't see that message about your kid. Like I, I do want to do nice things for people, but it's, sometimes I just don't see the message. That's all. Hey, here's a video. Save this for 11 months from now. By the way, PayPal me 1995. <laughs> uh, one, one other question I had for you and Pat and I were really curious about this as well. We all make some form of YouTube hockey related content. Obviously you're on a much bigger scale. Do you ever just like, you know, you wake up some days and you're like, oh, man, I, I want to just fuck off to Mexico or something for like a month. I would love to. I know you can't these days, but you'd love to. Not really. I love I love doing the videos. I think there are like parts and streams of like what I'm doing that get a little tiring or like I just want to break from it. Um, anything, you know, tax or business. Like I like the business side of things. I just don't like doing taxes, all the emails, following up with people just like. I get bogged down in that sometimes. In my ideal situation is if I could just make sweet videos and then have pe- other people like handle all the behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I really get tired of it because I'm always just trying to create things that I really love. Uh, if I get pulled to like do things, if I'm get, getting pushed in a direction that I don't really like and kind of forced into doing something, then yeah, I would probably get tired of that. But as long as I stay true to like things that I think are worth sharing and, and uh, valuable, then I'll always keep doing it. I mean, it's pretty evident that you're uh, super passionate about hockey. And um, but have you ever thought about branching out in content of like not specific hockey? Yeah, it's crossed my mind, and it, that's one of the things where it's like the back of my mind. Like, you know, maybe I should, uh, you know, do like a family channel or mm-hmm. something else. But it, it all, it, like, it just splits my focus. And right. I, like, I've thought about it. Um, I've like being close to doing like, you know, a separate channel on something else. But then I always just get uh, pulled back and I keep, keep doing the hockey stuff. I don't know. Maybe when I'm like 40 <laughs> and I've created like all the hockey videos that I know that I, you know, there's nothing left for me to do in hockey. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to like retire and, and make a cooking channel or something. <laughs> maybe I'll be like 80 years old and I'll get into gaming, right? Like the, the angry geriatric gamer or something. I don't know. Back in my day, we played Smash Brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's the A and B button? There'll be like 400 buttons by then. Like everything will oh, be, like, I know. you know, can you imagine when I went, I mean, it was that 2090 
and uh, yeah, everything will just be a visor. Well, I you just just, you'll, a, be, you'll be wearing the goggles and stuff exactly. the time. There's no... Just like something from Elon Musk plugged into the back. Yeah. Of my <laughs> One of the quotes from Gary Vee that, mm-hmm. that I love, and I'm sure you've heard of it as well. Do the things that you do well and do the things that you love doing. If you don't love it, get somebody else to do it. Hence, Hayden, right? He's doing a great job back there. Is he in the back there somewhere? Do I see him in the back? No, he, he takes Tuesdays off. He, he would be normally sitting over there. He's got his uh, – but, yeah, he's, he takes the Tuesdays off. He's actually in school uh, still, so that's his, like, get everything done. He does a week's worth of school in one day, and then uh, the rest of the time he's working. Smart, smart. Yeah. That's how I did college. I would save it to the end of the semester, actually. So <laughs> we would get along. Yeah, that's how I did high school. It's, uh... it's the best way to so do like, it. So, like, what's the whole setup with him? So, like, you, you have him as uh, an assistant, shall we say, right? Yeah. I think that's pretty, pretty fair. Yeah. And so one day comes along, you say, I got a lot of things coming up. I, I got a lot of work going on. I need some help. Take, yeah, take well, I mean, how it started is, like, I don't really know what I need you for, but he's he was, like, super good at uh, websites, and I was planning this uh, website, The Pond. I was trying to get it done. I couldn't do it all myself. I just needed help with, like, basically everything. Um, too many things pulling at me in every direction. And I'm like, I just want to make YouTube videos. But um, like you said, YouTube doesn't pay all the bills. You got to, you know, uh, diversify. So I hired Hayden. Uh, I said, you know, maybe I'll give you part-time hours. I don't know. Like, just come in for a week and let's see what we do. And he just, I gave him a few things to do. And then a lot of times I was so busy doing something else. He's just like, well, I'll just make my own work then. And he started just doing stuff that was related to how to hockey, of course. And after a week, I was like, ah, yeah, you're full time. Uh, let's just keep on making stuff. And and that's one of the, the, the unknown opportunities. Like sometimes you're going to hold the camera. I'm going to show you how to like edit some videos so you can do like, you know, the first half of the edit and I'll, I'll polish it off. Um, sometimes you're going to do web web stuff. Sometimes we'll do tech support. Who knows? But we'll just uh, we'll figure it out as we go. So he, he single handedly created his own job. He said, I'm going to make my own job. And he willed it into reality. <laughs> well, in a way. So we <laughs> met. I walked into um, the Coldwater Hockey League. Uh, I did just moved to this new town and I wanted to play some puck. I was like, I, I want to join one of the local teams. We went to the, the, the fall, the fall the fair. So I'm at the fall fair. It's at the hockey arena, the community center, of course. And uh, I walked in and the boys who like drive the Zambonis, obviously the ice is out because they got cows, like they're doing the 4-H, show the cows around the arena type of thing. Um, but I went to the office of the rink and uh, the boys that work there are just, you know, chilling on the spinny chair, uh, pretending to work on the computer. And I was like, hey, you guys uh, know anything about the hockey league in this town? And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give you the number for so-and-so. So they write, you know, a name and number. He's called this guy, see if you can get in. So I called him and uh, he actually recruited me, like he, he uh, d- drafted me. Like he was asking me like where I played and and I want to see my stats, but then I show up and it's like you know some like it, it's a league in a town of like 500 people. Like I <laughs> surprised him to say just give me my money. But anyways, that's where I met Hayden. I walk in for the first game and and Hayden had a Pacific Rink uh, hockey bag, and he bought it based on my review like a few months earlier. So we walk in and he's got the same bag. Hey, cool bag, cool. Bag. Hey, are you the guy from How to Hockey? So that's how we met, uh, became friends, and a year later. He uh, quit his job and he just sent me a text randomly. He's like, hey, do you need any help uh, with, with what you're doing? I was like, yes, I do. Did you see like uh, an elevation in your content? Were you doing things much faster and getting more done once you got him on board? I would like to say yes, but to be honest, it still seems like like I wanted to be like pumping out like two videos yeah. a week. Cause, well, I mean, we have done better. That's for sure. There, there is an improvement. 
like we can bounce ideas off, we create together. Mm -hmm. I think what we create is better. But yeah, I, I had the idea that we would just like crank out the videos, but there still is right. uh, bottlenecks and slowdowns. And it's hard, like even with him, we'll shoot a video and we're in up in the office like for three days doing all like these different edits. And then a fourth day, like adding all the finishing touches. Um, and then the video is posted and it takes a day to like post it and do the thumbnail and the title and like uh, promote it or whatever. So it's like a week. And then every, every time I post a kid's like, you should post videos more often. I'm like, I'm trying, man. I need, I need like a full team. Yeah. Uh, I heard you might be looking for a PR manager. And if you are, I know a guy who's looking for a gig. Yeah. If you know what, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> also, if you're looking for maybe like a part-time goalie, a guy where, you know, maybe you grease when you bury one every now and then looks good on film. You don't even have to ask. It just naturally happens. Hiring Pat Barber's uh, original goalie, just yeah, let let a few in, make it look good. I was thinking maybe somebody more like me. I, I am looking for employment, considering right. uh, you know YouTube's <laughs> kind of in the shitter these days. You know, we've gone to a podcast, so if you're, yeah. uh, you're looking for a PR manager, look no further. Uh, let me tell you, if you're if you're a hockey content creator and you're trying to make money on YouTube, right around March, uh, that is the when the Great Depression begins. It's it goes. Your views are up here, January, February, March start falling off a cliff and then we get to like june and july and you're scraping the bottom people are unfollowing you you're getting like negative yeah. subscribers each day. it's like flu, yep. it's like flu season we were talking about this I, I think, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day about how like pat i don't want to say he's newer to youtube but like he's newer in the grand scheme of like you know you've been doing this for what feels like you know three decades now and then you know, i've been doing it for maybe a little too long not enough money but anyway but we were talking about why are there times where the views are up and like, for example, like during hockey season when I was playing in Sweden this year, I could literally sit on on the couch and watch Netflix and put up 40,000 views. No questions asked. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm struggling for like 10K and Pat mm -hmm. was saying, you know, the same thing. Why am I struggling for views? March through June. It's, terrible it's, times. It, every year, man, I, I look at my chart for the past 10 years of my YouTube videos and it's just, wee, it's a roller coaster ride and it always comes down. It's the, it's the recession or, and it doesn't matter how good the videos are. YouTube's right. just like, you're a hockey channel. No <laughs> one wants to see this junk. And they just they just don't show it to people. But then that same video that like barely got to like 10,000 when it's been on the channel for like three or four months, September, October comes and, and YouTube's like, oh, by the way, check out this video. And it goes up to like 100,000 views. I noticed that with, so I did a soap hockey video. Sweet, fun, like vibe, you know, summer vibes video. I'm like, this is great for the summertime, YouTube. Like show this to people because we're in swim trunks and I made a, an outdoor hockey rink on my front lawn with sprinklers and soap. And we're just like chilling and playing some some uh, hockey, uh, but like slip and slide hockey, right? Cool video, did pretty good. But YouTube started giving it traffic in like November. And I'm like, nobody has their swim trunks on. It's not relevant anymore. Show it to people when it's like the summertime. But it's just, I, I think it's, um, you're guilty by association because like 99% of your videos are like on the ice. It's hockey, this hockey, that. And then no matter what you do in the summertime, YouTube's just like, nah, no one wants to see it. We'll show it to them in, in December. Do you think, do you think it's also like the audience too, just, just wants to forget about hockey in the summer? They're just that like, That does ah. have something to do with it for sure. <laughs> Especially when the pandemic hit in March. So yeah. like views are on the decline already. Then March comes. Oh, by the way, NHL is canceled. Uh, every single hockey league is canceled. Um, your YouTube channel is basically canceled. Yeah. Like I, I saw the lowest views ever rate in like April of 2020, right? The recession, like the, the summer's coming. Uh, every, every hockey thing is canceled. And people are just like, yeah, we're taking a break from hockey. 
So, I mean, to be honest, yeah, like most of your videos are not going to get as many views and your new videos are going to get views based on like, oh, you liked this one? You know, why don't you watch this one too? So you're right. you're missing out on a lot of like free advertising of your newest videos, right? Because just people aren't watching your old stuff um, as much. Pat, you see, this is why he's the king of the YouTube hockey community. You and <laughs> I would be like block. hammering down, like upload, upload five vlogs a week as of March. And he's like, no, pump the brakes. Yeah, come back yeah. strong in yeah. August. Boys, you I, fell down three nothing. We're gonna come back in the second. Don't worry. It's it, that's pretty much. So for like for for a while, like I would upload a new video. I I'd shoot for a new video every week, like during the hockey season. April, May, June, July roll around. I'm like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. If I miss a couple weeks, that that's fine. Sometimes I just do one a month. Last summer, I thought I made some pretty sweet videos. I I built a goalie. I I built a moving defenseman out of a, a car battery and a windshield wiper assembly motor. So like it would swing its stick at you. And then we did the soap hockey one. Like I thought, that, oh, I did a, a build your own pass rebounder, which was pretty fun. And they were like, you know, fun, entertaining uh, and valuable videos. I thought they'd do great. They did OK. But then once hockey season came around, it's like, oh, yeah, now they're good videos. That now, So I'm, I'm trying to uh, keep that quality content coming even through the summertime, even if the views aren't there. We need to get a group chat. We get Jeremy in there, Pat. We get Nasher and Barb's just fire out a, you know, just a little flare. Hey, hey guys, um. Nobody's buying my shit or watching my videos. Can somebody help? Can somebody you buy it? What what you want to do is hockey in from September to like April or sorry, uh, from September to, to March is your hockey channel, and then April to uh, July or August is your uh, cooking and gardening channel. That's I I just started up a second channel for sketches that I'm, nice. I'm going to be posting in the summertime more so than than hockey. I think. Could be good. Could be a good play. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Well, the thing is, anyone who's your super fan from your hockey stuff, they're gonna appreciate your sketches. So you'll have an instant audience. It's obviously not gonna be as big. You're not, not yeah. gonna hurt a hundred percent of them, but you'll get we'll say ten percent, and those are the people who like you the most, anyways. They don't care if you're doing hockey videos or, or gardening videos. They just want to see yeah. Pat, right? So they're they're gonna hop into there. Uh, and then if your stuff is good, it will uh, go well outside the hockey world and attract right. a much broader audience. So groundbreaking conversation. <laughs> I don't know about you, Pat. I've, I've learned so I've learned I've learned more from Coach Jeremy oh, yeah. in the last thirty two and a half minutes than I've learned on YouTube in the last eight years. Where, I don't where know. were you in two thousand sixteen? I don't know if this is a podcast or a free master class for Travis. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to send you an invoice for <laughs> consulting for you guys. I feel inspired well, right now. There are four people that are interested in this conversation right now, and two of them are on the, <laughs> on the other end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what we didn't tell them was I was taking the audio. I was going to put it on a master class, put it on my YouTube channel's members page. Oh, there you this go. This is never going to end up on iTunes. That's fine. I, mean, I like I like helping people. So if this helps 10 people or, uh, you know, 10,000 people, it doesn't really matter as long as it's valuable to someone. I got to get Jeremy to become a channel member so then he can finally watch it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five five bucks a month you can uh, join for exclusive content for oh, slinging oh, the biscuit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Dang, you, uh, I've never – I don't know. Try putting the microwave for 10 to 15 seconds. No, I've never uh, tried the the YouTube membership thing. That's something that I have considered like as uh, another option. But it's it's one of those things where then you just feel obligated. Like I, I don't want to have too many obligations. I like the the freedom. And if I have people sitting there waiting for like something that they're paying me money for, I'll, I might want to just, you know, put on these uh, sweet shades and make uh, rollerblading videos for like uh, the next two months but i'm like ah people are waiting for like some quality stuff whatever i promised them inside the right. membership course so it, there is a bit of a challenge there 
uh, Hayden and I did do a training uh, site that that that's kind of like the second thing that I'm it's it's the most important you know I'm making training stuff and then uh, we also have the YouTube so I think that's enough for me I don't know if I could do like a third paid thing yeah unless you hire a full team it, yeah, could be a lot. Cool. We'd have to get more people involved. Man, how much do you wish that Jeremy wore those shades for the entire interview? That would have been. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Uh, yeah. Next time. Summertime when I have the blades and shades merch, I'll wear my rollerblades like. Uh, blades and shades. I like that. <laughs> He'll be calling in from his cabin. Hey boys, you see this? This is what YouTube success is like. You get a cabin like this. You get a smoking wife. You get everything. Look at this new uh, Tesla I just bought. Me and Pat oh, are that noise? Hyundai. Oh, it's the chopper delivering the pizza. I'll be right back. Hold on. Don't mind me. My uh, helicopter is just bringing my uh, 17 deluxe pizzas. One second. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by... Hey, Coach. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you uh, setting some time aside. And uh, would love to pencil in for a part two, maybe... Uh, around September when things pick up a little bit? Well, well, I'll send it out there for uh, the seven people listening right now. Send in your questions uh, to Pat and Trav for the next podcast. And, uh, you know, you can, you can get a good list, uh, curate from your audience, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again. Best Buy. When I got my ass fired at Best Buy. Oh, yes. What happened? So tell us. <laughs> this was the last real job I had. Like, this is the last real job I ever worked before YouTube became my full-time thing. And so I got hired as a seasonal job at Best Buy. And our boss, he, he was a really, really, really cool guy. He, he was, was just so chill. chill. And he, he calls, calls me over one day. He said, hey, Trav, come here. Just come here. Trav, come here for a sec. Like, like yeah, back room? Boss, what's up? Like, Trav, yeah, back. here's some candy. Come back here. I said, boss, what's up? He's like, you see that, uh, see that electronic room in the back? Yeah, yeah. What about it? Like with the TVs and the couches, right? Sounds like this sounds in, this sounds weird, man. <laughs> so you, you know Susie or what? I, I can't even remember the girl's name. You know Susie? He works in uh, GPS mobile phones. Is this like Flo from Progresso? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Then yeah. So he's, like, he's like, yeah. I took her in the TV room last night with the couches and the TVs, and I fed her her lunch. Oh wow! I'm like, what, boss, was this on the clock or what? He's like, I <laughs> fed her her lunch. Man, <laughs> just drilled her like a Texas oil factory. Oh, I gave her the brunch, buddy. <laughs> she was. And I was like, and at this point, I'm like, boss, this is a minimum wage job at Best Buy. Like, you got to tell me more about this. So he gives me the shakedown, and I'm so impressed because I'm like, man, I got the chillest boss in the world. This guy hired me when I walked in for my interview with shorts, t-shirt, and flip flops on, and now he's telling me that he's just laying the boots to his coworker or to his staff. Just the- scrambled. What's her name? Uh, we're going with Susie. I can't remember. Yeah, I just scrambled Susie's eggs in the back room prior to this. <laughs> prior to the shift, you might be able to still smell it if we come in here. What a sicko! Hey, see that lazy boy couch? There's a reason there's plastic wrap over the entire thing. <laughs> plastic wrapped all the furniture. It's on consignment. It's on sale. You might week. not want to sit on that side of the couch. <laughs> a few stains over there, and that's not mayonnaise. Uh. So, oh, fuck. Later, later that day, one, one of my boys, his name's Adam. He's working in uh, TV sales. And I'm like, Adam, man, you won't believe what the boss told me today. And so I'm like, man, if I tell you this, you can't fucking rat, okay? So I tell him. And, and we're, we're laughing. Like, we're, man, we're just crapping our pants, having a good time. 
He tells somebody else. Oh, no. Who tells somebody else? Who tells the assistant manager, who's a woman? Oh, Jesus. Who's very offended easily. Her, her, her name was literally Karen. Like, her first name was Karen. Karen wasn't too happy when she heard that Susie had her lunch fed to her. I'm not making... <laughs> she got the egg scrambled in the back? No, I'm not kidding you. Her name was Karen. So she tells the boss, and uh, I got a call from the boss at, like, lunchtime. I'm like, hey, you working today? I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Why? He's like, you need to come in right now. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe I'll pick up a shift for three hours. Okay, so I come in. He's like, come in the office for a second. I'm like, all right, oh, maybe I'm getting a raise. This is, I, I've been telling him. So he comes in, he shuts the door, and he's like, listen, did you tell Adam that, that I fucked Susie in the, back room, <laughs> in the back room on the couch? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe, why? He's like, and he's just mad now. He's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because you're an absolute gem. Like, man, you just scrambled her in the back room after hours. <laughs> like, you're the greatest boss of all time. He's like, I'm firing your ass right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're fired. I'm like, really? Why? He's like, because you told everybody that I fucked somebody in the back room after hours at Best Buy. Oh, and I was like. That doesn't fly at Best so, Buy. So I was like, so am I getting paid for the day? He's like, tell you what. I'll pay you for all of next week. You shut the fuck up and you go home and you never come back into the store ever again. I'm like, done. So I got minimum wage for 40 hours for the next week because hey, I went home. You're laughing. You're laughing. Look at you now. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last time I ever worked a real job in my life. As of this moment of time, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. I, I wish I had a firing story like that. And, and oh, I come shit. home, and my girlfriend at the time, she's like, "Oh, I thought you were working today." I was like, "Yeah, I got my ass fired." And then obviously, she, I told her what happened, and she was like, "Oh, like, why would you do that?" Because like, she didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. That's pretty funny. He's just so after hours, man. You never know what happens after hours at Best Buy. <laughs> Apparently, man, he was slinging the biscuit back door after hours. <laughs> Apparently, that's what happens. Yeah, Best Buy. Who knew? It's a, you, they they put on such an act in the in the store when you talk to the employees. Literally, you know, they're just slinging biscuits in the back room during break. Oh, I so love that. as we uh, transition, you asked me a question before we started recording. I wanted to bring it back up to you. Right. How do you feel? When other people watch your YouTube videos or listen to the podcast, for example, in front of you, because you put up a video last week or this weekend that went pretty big talking about the future of your hockey career. So people are watching this in front of you. They're talking to you about it. How do you feel? Yeah, that's – I've had discomfort in the past when people watch my videos in front of me. For me still, like, I don't know. It's hard enough to put a video out there, especially when it's very, very me and I'm really putting myself – out there so when i i edit it putting your heart on your sleeve putting my yeah my true personality out there for people to judge (laughs) so i i've watched with people in the past and i feel like a discomfort like i like i don't want to see that because now i start thinking about people who also have watched it and it more so it bothers me when they watch an old video because obviously that's not me anymore you know, like you're looking at yourself a year or two years ago. It's like, it's not me. That's not the guy I am now. So it makes me, sometimes I cringe at myself from like a year or two ago. I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that anymore. So I don't like looking back and, and sometimes when people are watching me in that way and especially if they're new and they haven't met me and then they're only watching that. I don't know. So sometimes I get uncomfortable. How, what, what do you feel on that? There was a girl I was talking to a while ago. You know, the, the wheels are rolling. You know, we got the wheels off the ground. The train's in motion. And uh, FaceTime her one Saturday night or whatever and just, you know, say, hey, what's up? Like, you know, I haven't texted you today. I just want to see your beautiful face and just see Ooh. how you're doing. And uh, so she she answers and, uh, what's up, beautiful? What are you up to? 
she's like, you're a fucking asshole. I'm like, what, what did I do now? Like, like, this is a regular occurrence, but I'm like, yeah. what did I do now? She's like, you ever see that video of that girl roasting you on YouTube? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Have you, you know what the video I I'm talking about? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So beef. there's a girl that goes by Heels the Mavaka or something like that. She's from Finland. She's a female hockey goalie. Was trying to make it into men's hockey. Never made it. I'll keep my opinions to myself on that one. Long story short, she's a sex coach now. So she changed her Instagram from trying to be a pro goalie, a pro female goalie in the men's leagues in Europe, to uh, she was trying to be a model for a bit. Now she's a, a certified sex coach. Oh. Okay? Okay. So she put up a video about me uh, probably about four years ago. And it's a 25-minute video. And the entire video, the only thing you really get out of it is that she's disgruntled. She says that I'm an asshole and that I didn't get her free Bauer gear. Right? I said I, I have some ins. I could probably get you some discounted gear, which is what I told her. I said I, got, I can get discounted gear. I can get any yeah. discounted gear because I get discounted stuff. Right? Makes sense. She took it as I was going to get her free gear for life, which is not the case. Even I don't get free gear. I, yeah, I need some free gear, by the way, if anybody's uh, listening for company. Yeah, give us free gear. But we would love some. I want it bad. Ah, oh, I want it. Okay, go on. So, <laughs> so she complains for about 25 minutes about how I'm an asshole and that I didn't get her free gear and that I'm misogynistic to women, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yada, she yada, was yada, really yada. trying to make you look bad. She was really making an effort to try to make you look bad. The, the, the thing that... The, I found interesting. I haven't talked about this because I don't like to give attention to this kind of dumb shit. Is that she messaged me before she posted the video up? She's like trying to blackmail me. She's like, I'm gonna post this video unless you want to do something about it. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I've I've already apologized that, that you're upset. I don't know what else you want me to do. She said, give me some free gear. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't have money. A for free gear and B, I don't know how to get you free gear. So she's like, okay, I'm posting it. So she posted or whatever. This girl that I Facetime, she references the video. And I was like, "What do you want me to say to that?" She's like, "Yeah, you have nothing to say to it because you're an asshole, aren't you?" I was like, "Well, if you like, if you want to believe the things that you're you're listening to, you can." There's a reason. There's a reason the comment section got turned off because everybody was just attacking her. There's a reason she turned off all those stats. Yeah. yeah so she went off of me for all of about uh, five seconds, maybe ten seconds, and then uh, I just said, "You know what?" I hung up on her. Good. Nice. Do you have a flip phone and, at the time? Uh, Little like. No, Slam. no, it's still ah, an iPhone. Ah. I hung up on her, and then I got two calls from uh, blocked IDs. I didn't answer either of them right after that. I wonder who and, it was. Uh, who do you think yeah, it was? I have no idea. Huh. And uh, who is it? Yeah, that, that was basically that. So that, that's the, the last real interaction. I, I don't really get too uncomfortable when people watch my videos around me. Like, I'm, I accept that people are going to judge. I accept that my yeah. videos are shit. I, I, somebody could watch the video I put up last week and be like, you're an asshole. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not the same person. That's a different guy last week. I swear. I swear. Uh, do you know how much can change in a week, you insensitive asshole? I'm, I'm a new man. I swear. I am changing every day. <laughs> Growing like a tree. Speaking of changing. <laughs> I got a, uh, a ticket. It was, uh, wasn't cheap. It was $700 for driving without insurance. Why did no you, insurance. Why did you do that? I, I forgot to uh, take care of my insurance. Yeah. And so my, I, I believe my insurance and my license both expired. I, th- I think I forgot to renew them. Or like whatever the case was. Anyway, first off, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the police. There's a reason I call them pigs for a reason. But all that aside, officer was nice. Gave me the ticket. Said you can park your car right here on the street and uh, come back to it later. I'm not going to impound it. I'm not going to tow it. Okay, great. So I ended up having to walk my ass down to the insurance place, redo my insurance, walk back, and then I'm, I'm good to go. So I had my hearing over the phone. And they're gonna they're gonna charge me seven hundred bucks and five demerits. It's a lot. Here. Yeah, I put on an Oscar worthy performance. Ooh, Leonardo f- himself couldn't outdo me on this one. Did you flash your tits? No, no. That that was option B if the first one didn't work. But uh, 
I'm a university student, haven't worked a real job, haven't been employed in almost three in over three years, which is true. Don't make much money, also true. Sir, if you give me this ticket, I'm going to be eating ramen noodles once a week for the next two months. Did you shed a tear? I I did. I did. I flipped the switch. Oh, my God. And so I worked this guy down from 700 bucks and five demerits to $100 and no demerits. Not even going to end up on my record. Just a fine. Bro, what the fuck? (laughs) You must have really sold this. I actually, uh, this is a true story. I was uh, two minutes away from meeting Liam Neeson one time. Really? I'd like to hear this one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think you shouldn't have a choice. So uh, <laughs> th- there's a hotel in Winnipeg, the Fort Gary Hotel. And they're nice. They-, they allow me to come in almost whenever I want. I can film some time lapses from the building, do some photography, that kind yeah. of stuff. That's what I'm into. And one of the front desk guys, uh, Eric, I come in one day at uh, about 5 a.m., give or take, to get some sunrise time lapses. And I come in. He's like, trap, 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 trap. You're going to come here. Come here. I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? What's up? He's like, you will not believe who just walked out the door like two minutes before you did. I was like, who's that? He's Talk like, to me nice. Liam fucking Neeson. Taken. I will find you and, and I, I will, will kill, kill you, you, Liam Neeson. I have a particular yes. set of skills. <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> he walked out. He walked out two minutes before I walked in the door. I'm like, God, Eric, what, like, what am I doing, man? I, I, was, I was late this morning, that morning. I could have ran into Liam Neeson. So mm-hmm. he says to me, oh, you better be happy you didn't meet him. You won't believe what he did to the bellhop last time. I'm like, what did Liam Neeson do to the bellhop? Fed or lunch? No, it didn't, no lunches were <laughs> fed, but dinner was fed. Oh. He walks out of the hotel. He, he's filming about 12-hour days. He comes back. He's filming a movie in, uh, I believe it was Gimli. Okay. Uh, Gimli, Manitoba. And so he comes back. He walks out the front door and he, of the hotel and he says to the bellhop, uh, hey, man, you know where a um, uh, certain steakhouse is? It's a Carnival Steakhouse. And obviously this guy is starstruck because he's looking at Liam Neeson dead in the eye. The, I will find you and I will kill you, Liam Neeson. Yes. That guy. And he's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 just like totally stumbling over his lunch. And so <laughs> Liam Neeson grabs him and he says, come on, man. Tell me where the lunch is or like wherever the place is. And he's like, uh, this way. <clears throat> so... Just absolutely pooed his diaper, and uh, yeah. So then Liam Neeson was on his way to uh, have a good uh, good dinner at the. Uh, Sounds like a great guy, Liam. I'd like to meet him. Yep. Man, if I could have gotten a picture with Liam Neeson, right? That could have yeah. been a vlog. Think that about, I met Liam Neeson. Think about where you would be right now. Probably not on this podcast with me. Yes. We have one final thing I'd like to leave you with. Please do. We had something we talked about last week on the podcast. We didn't put it in the final episode just because with Casper being an initial goaltender, being accountable to the Predators, we don't want to affect them or influence them at all. There is a kid in Calgary who works at a shitty retail shop that thinks he's tough and likes to chirp me online all the time. Okay, I'm not going to rehash the story because I think I did a really good job of it last week. We're going to insert the audio from last week. Take a listen. Speaking of which, I, I got, and I, I told Pat I wanted to talk about this. I got a story to uh, end the vlog. Or, vlog, geez, sorry, force a habit. Perfect. End off the podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Screws it loose. <laughs> so uh, last week, I talked about a kid. Uh, apparently, I called him a midget. I, I didn't think I called him a midget, but apparently I did. Um, like a mental midget, physical right. midget. I don't know. I, I, I didn't recall it. Pat, we, we were FaceTiming actually two days ago, and Pat's like, you called him a midget. I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. So maybe I did. Um, first off, uh, I, I didn't mean to call him a midget. Uh, maybe he could reach out 
um, and let us know what does he want to be called? Vertically challenged, small, <laughs> short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think small people want to be called dwarves nowadays. So maybe that's yeah, his, yeah. his house. I think it um, is. I think that is politically correct. To call, like dwarf mamba likes to be called a dwarf. I don't. I don't feel bad often. I, I don't like to have sympathy for people very often. But this one specific little punk in Calgary, man, I feel so bad for this kid because nowadays. Women don't like guys under six feet tall. I think that's changed a little bit to maybe 5'10", 5'11". So I think Pat is lucky enough where he's a stud. Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah, there we go. Pat's (laughs) jacked. He's looking good. He's got that jawline. So I think Pat is the outlier here. And and no hate to the shorter fellows. I have lots of short friends. But when you want to get lippy with me and shoot your mouth off, when I haven't rattled my zipper at you and give me some lip, Mm -hmm. I got a problem with that. And so after last week's podcast – this kid has not reached out to me personally. However, he had one of his buddies reach out to me, message me. Coward. He, screen, he screenshots my uh, my elite prospects. He's like, are you actually proud of these numbers? And I said, okay, okay. Right. I'm going to search his name up, see what I can find. I look up his stats, a couple of good years in junior, 900 here, 900 there, not bad. This season, 870 save percentage in two games played. Not enough. Not good enough. No, and he thought he could so talk. I, yeah, I, I'm looking at the lead prospects, shaking in my, my boots. I'm thinking, uh-oh, I might not have a comeback for this guy. This guy's tall, right. probably good-looking, good stats in the jungle. Yeah. And I see this 870, and I screenshot the stats to him, and I sent it back to him. I said, these are the last two games of your competitive career, bud. Are you happy <laughs> with that? Did he have any response? I don't know. I, I, I didn't bother checking the messages after that because I was like, man, there's nothing you can yeah, come back with. You roasted him, and now he's probably pissed that you're not answering. <laughs> I, got, I got one that's better for you. This may shock a lot of people. I don't get a lot of, of attractive females messaging me on Instagram asking me for my number and a hangout. I know. Sh- surprise, right? I feel Pat, probably. I know. I'm, I was shocked as well. No, not a lot of girls so, do that in general, though. Um, a lot of them don't want to risk it. They, yeah. want, they don't want to risk it for the biscuit. This girl by the name of uh, Laura, shall we say. Mm. She follows me. She likes a bunch of my pictures. I see her. She's looking good. She's got about 5,000 followers, following a couple hundred. I think, all right. I'll mix in a like or two, let her know that I, that I notice. I notice these things. Damn right. Sends me a message right away. Hey, what's up? Ah, oh, doing good. How about you? Hey, what's your snap? I don't have a Snapchat. She said, oh, that's okay. What's your number? Let me give you a text. I know it's this punk. He's from <laughs> Calgary. I've looked at his followers or her followers. I looked who she's following. He's in both of them. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I do some dirt digging on the internet. I find this little punk's number. I find his personal cell number. Oh, my God. And I say, hey, baby, you're looking really good. Send me a text. Let's talk a little more. I give her his number. Not my number. I give her his number. <laughs> no reply. I text her again. Hey, did you send me a text? I didn't get that last message. Really looking forward to talking to you, cutie, winky face. Scene. No reply. This little <laughs> punk is probably sitting in his mom's basement feeling Ooh. so defeated that he lost the game. Every single little thing I do is calculated. You think I'm not smarter than you, buddy? You think little I can't twerp. outsmart you, punk? You little shithead. Yeah. You little twerp. <laughs> Run circles around you, buddy. Yeah. You thought he, in, in he all, thought it, he could outsmart you. What a fucking In all fool. seriousness, th- th- this kid's tripping me all the time online. I feel bad for the guy, man. Honest to God. Guy needs to get right. some help. He needs a regardless. life, clearly. It is a life. I mean, if you're chirping me, you've really, you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'm sorry. Yeah. There are so many things you can do in your life. You feel the need to chirp me. You got to find something better to do with your free time. You're getting Simple like your friend trying to pretend it's, you know, some girl. Like, that's pathetic. 
I feel bad. You, for you know what? I, I think the funny part is, and I don't know if maybe they're going to FaceTime me or try to say something to me. I said in last week's episode, if you got shit to say to me and you have the balls to say it to my face, I will not get upset. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna say anything right. mad. I'm gonna shake your hand and say thank you. You have the balls to say it to my face. I respect you, man. I'm, I'm not for everybody. For as long as I'm on the internet, and I think maybe you feel the same way, Pat. As long as we're both in the internet, you're entitled to your opinion. No problems at all. For sure. There, there's an opinion entitled. Like, of course, everyone can have their opinion. You can, if you want to come up to me in person, and just be like, "Hey, I don't like your videos," or "I think your videos are Thank shit," you. whatever. Thank uh, you for cool. the honesty. Like, I don't care. I'm not gonna be offended by that. It's, they're not for everyone. Thank you. I don't. Whatever, you know, but at least you said it is in my face. If there are fighting words, though, and you have, like, if someone says some fighting words on the internet in a comment, the chances of them having the balls to say it to your face are slim to none. You know, if, if the pigs are going to take me away, I'm going to get a salt charge or something, yeah. I'm going to get my money's worth. It's I'm gotta not be, wasting yeah. some punk. It's got to be, like, I'm not just going to fight you for the sake of fighting, you know, something... And I'm never going to yeah. look to fight anyone either. It's like if you got to do something to me that's like really worth fighting you. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's like stock investing. If I go to the food court at the mall, you think I'm buying Subway? First thing I see is Subway. Am I buying? Not a chance. No. Yeah. No. I ain't buying garbage food like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check out the Chinese food place. <laughs> see if they got any chicken balls. Yeah. Maybe some nice fried rice. Mm. All this fight see talk has got me bar. riled up. I might Ready go for a brawl. I might go take it out. On my punching dummy in the garage now. You know what I might do? I might take it out of my brick wall. Want to go do karate in the basement? (laughs) I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to uh, Sling on the Biscuit, episode three featuring Jeremy Rupke. Uh, Again, just want to say quickly, uh, rest in peace to uh, Coach Red, Pat's coach for uh, University of Maine. Thoughts and prayers with his family. Um, And uh, influenced Pat. And and to be honest, I'm thankful to Coach Red as well. Uh, We we talked about it uh, you know, off the podcast, but yeah. without him being as open arms with Pat with YouTube, this podcast doesn't exist. I'm not here with Pat. Pat's not here with me. We don't have a podcast, so I, I owe. I've never yeah. met Coach Red, but I owe him a thank you for that. And uh, rest in peace to him. Absolutely. Uh, we got some great guests in the pipeline. Uh, my personal friend Rob Rob Lalon from Bud Ends is going to be coming on in the near future. Jeremy Broder, Marty Broder's son. That's going to be a very interesting Iconic. episode. Iconic. Uh, Iconic, yeah. I don't know if we're going to do that one next week. Hopefully, we'll get Jeremy in next week. Uh, I, I just FaceTimed him right before we got on here. He was uh, on the golf course. Uh, let's say he was having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> he, <laughs> he was buzzing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, to listen for the podcast. And uh, to my dad, I'd like to apologize to you for the amount of swearing. We tried to cut back this week. but fell a little short. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we're going to leave you to this last song, intro song, Limp Biscuit. Take a look around. Enjoy. We'll see you next week on the next episode on Thursday. Peace. Peace. What a podcast. That was great. I don't know why you want to-